This is Brittany Estep. And I'm Chip Richter. And you're listening to the Roots and Wings podcast. A conversation about faith, family, and parenting. We're glad you're listening. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Roots and Wings podcast. We're glad you're joining us today, and I am happy to be joined by uh, my other co-host, Josh Osborne. Hello, everybody. Hey, Good Josh. To be back. Good to see you. How are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. Josh, as I always say, if you're here, that means that this must be a dad, dad episode. episode. <laughs> yes. In, in fact, it's not a pre-recorded dad episode. It's a live dad episode. That's Let's right. hear you. Dad. We're here. Let's hear for this. All those dads. Woo. Excited to be here. So, yeah. You know, it's, this is fun. We're, so we're back for uh, round two. Last fall or last spring, we aired the first series of dad episodes and those are great and you you know what guys the they i get these i can look at the stats you know for for downloads and stuff so the dad episodes were the were the most downloaded episodes of all of no all the episodes i listened so, to it like 50 times <laughs> well very cool i i think that when we have the mom episodes uh we, that i think could probably go through the roof though more than likely yeah did you, did you guys know we're gonna do that yeah, yeah, I heard that. So I don't know if this will happen, but one thought was just to have your wives come in. Hmm. How do you feel about that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> definitely going to yeah, download so and listen funny. to that one. Uh, no, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Yeah, they'd enjoy they, it. Well, the, sure. thing, the interesting thing is, I, you know, it just occurred, I was, you know, I was thinking about the moms to invite to do this with. And, and as, I, as I'm thinking of people I'd want to invite, they happen to be your, your wives. And I thought, well, this is interesting. And now, as it goes, I thought let's maybe maybe we ought to just do a kind of a mirrored thing. Um, I don't know. Yeah, we be, can. That'd be, that'd be real good. Yeah. yeah, I kind of feel like they would too, because they're all friends too. Yeah. yeah. Right. So yep. that's kind of fun that you know that they would would be. And I probably just go. I just come down and say, okay, you record and see y'all later. Come back in a couple <laughs> hours and have some great <laughs> stuff. Right. Uh, yep. So, yep. Well, you know we. Um, Last time we were together and recorded, we, we had a good time. We had some good food, just great conversation. And um, I wanted to kind of revisit that with you guys. And just the conversation was around just sort of the climate that we're in right now um, socially with the Me Too movement. And um, I was just wondering how you guys are processing all that as young fathers and um I believe all of you fathers of daughters, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's also significant, I think, too. And also, of course, um, you know, just where where you're at. So could I could I open that can of worms? If somebody want to jump in and just mm-hmm. give me some thoughts, I think it's great that um, that people are speaking out. That people think they have a voice. You know, it's, I mean, I don't know if that's the time that we live in that that information spreads so fast now, but. Um, you know, people don't just have to just take it. You know what I mean? They can speak up and they can be empowered, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think it's overdue. I think the, mm-hmm. the kind of the reckoning is overdue. Yeah. Um, like I, I, like I, I've said before, when my, when my girls were born, I instantly became a feminist. Like, mm-hmm. I, right. You know, I was like, you don't need no man. <laughs> so I, I, you know, and I know it's, man, I don't know. I don't have the answers for it. And it's, I think, I'll, you know, culture is trying to sort it out and figure out what it all means. But uh, yeah, I think it's a good thing. I think it's, we're, we're on the right track with it anyway. Yeah. I think um, 
as far as how it how it will uh, impact um, how I parent, um, I think for both parents of boys and girls, it's good um, to teach them to to put up boundaries or hedges, and that's something that you I remember you Chip talking to us about when we were in youth group back in junior high, um, because I think that a lot of this came about because of um, just. Uh, a prevailing view in our culture that it's okay um, and when it's just not. And uh, I think, you know, for for men and women, it's important to, to have boundaries that are clearly set. Um, and it's important to teach that to your kids at an early age. So I remember um, specifically you talking about um, not talk, um, I'm sorry, uh, I remember specifically you talking about not getting in the car with another woman. Um, no matter who it was, um, making sure that there's someone else at all times. I think that's that's really important, valuable for for both uh, men and women. And um, I think the Me Too culture uh, that we have today is is a good thing to to kind of point out some of those things. And uh, I think it encourages those boundaries. Yeah, um, those you know, and I those I remember sharing that with you too about those hedges that I put in my own life and. Um, I'll say this. I think that it was good. It's a good thing to do for certain. And but I think hedges need to be appropriate for all phases and times of your life, too. You know, and um, I think we should, as men, certainly recognize those places and those things and um, be be willing to just maybe put up a really, really high hedge when you don't think you need one and, you know, not worry about one when you know, you feel pressure too. Does that make, any of that make sense? I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like life, life comes at you. So, in so, so many different ways or so many different seasons, I think our, you know, our care for ourselves and our care for our families in emotional places, I think is so important for us as men to recognize, you know, when we are emotional beings, um, you know, it's not just, it's not just the women who, you know, who weep and who feel things. We do too. We just don't talk about it as much, you know. And uh, but but we kind of need to, you know. We kind of need to feel safe with uh, other guys and other people to be able to, I think, um, enter into a, pl- a safe place. You know, the whole "got your back, man" kind of thing. You know, I I feel yeah. like there's something good in that. And I think it's important, oh, for sure, to be. You know, I, I, preemptive and stuff. You know, I think if we if you can talk to people about stuff, it, it kind of heads heads things off a lot of times. You know, so if you're if you're struggling in some way with, you know, whatever it is, man, addiction or or you know feelings that aren't good, like you got to run that thing. You got to run that past somebody. You know, it's it's you know, this, this, you know, this light switch isn't working in my house or, you know, it's much easier than uh, my whole house just burned down. Like, you know, get the little things taken care of early in the, in the situation. That's something that keeps coming to mind as I'm listening to you guys is this, the, the idea of living in community and, um, living in a community kind of tends to bring out uh, things into the light because you're all living together and sharing things. Mm-hmm. And so having that close group of friends that you can talk um, talk about anything uh, with each other, mm-hmm. that's really important. I remember, um, Chris, you said something in a, in a sermon about, you know, like things, bad things grow in the dark. 
you know, you need to bring things out into the light. Hmm. And so I think that's really important. And that's that, and that kind of brings it back to that me too movement where, you know, just kind of bringing things out into the light and that's showing where, where we need to improve in a lot of areas. Yeah. I think as far as raising kids, uh, you know, I specifically have girls, so, um, I'm kind of looking at this thing from one side, the one, the me too movement stuff, but man, it's such a tension to, uh, to raise, to raise girls because, um, you want to protect them. You want to give them some, uh, healthy, what is it? Fear. Um, not even fear, just a, a healthy understanding of like what may happen or could happen without making everybody the enemy or making men the enemy or, uh, it's like you want to make them confident, but also aware. Yeah, like and not want- like totally scared of every every situation or every man or, you know, or or you know, make or I think it, we can even make sex a bad thing if we if we do things wrong. You know, like it's just such a tension, such a uh, I don't I don't even know. It's tough. I have boys and a girl, so I think about it from both sides. You know, I want to raise my daughter to to be confident in who she is and be confident in her decision making, but also aware of what's going on, you know, that, that stuff. And then, you know, for my boys, I almost want them to understand that, like, um, you know, we live in the age of information, like nothing goes away, you know, even if it's, um, even if it's an unintentional thing that's taken a wrong way, I mean, that can be put on the internet and, you know, and I, and you know, who knows where the internet will be in, in five or 10 years, but I imagine it's probably will be like it is now. It's, I imagine it's here to stay, but you know, even for my boys, you got to treat people respectfully, you yeah. know, I mean, you just got to be a decent person, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. cause you might not get a second you, chance. Yeah. You like, might not get yeah. a second chance because that, <laughs> that might get posted somewhere forget, and it might right. not go away, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So I you got to be careful. You got to watch, you got to watch out. From both sides, from both sides, you gotta you gotta keep your eyes open, you know, and be realistic about the situations you're in. Yeah, yeah. I have daughters and I have a son, and, and the biggest one there. Uh, I've had this conversation with my wife a couple of times. We've always talked about uh, just awareness, about teaching our kids an awareness of situations, an awareness of themselves, an awareness of what's going on around you. Um, because with the world the way it is today and the internet the way it is today and how everything's connected, you, there are – there really are no excuses anymore. And and there are very few good explanations. Like, oh. What do you mean? Like, what do you mean in excuses? I guess – I guess like – Excuses for who? That's what I'm, I guess what – Well, I, I think it's on – I guess I'm kind of drawing just a broad stroke of saying on, on – on both sides of the line where now so like everyone like with me too everyone's okay so like whose fault is it that we're in this situation that we had two individuals we're in this situation it's a really big question (laughs) (laughs) go ahead chris so you're saying there's no excuses in like there's no not that like there's you can't give an excuse like there's like I, I guess I, don't I guess like I'm coming in. I guess I'm coming in, coming at it from the side of uh, what I would tell my son yeah. is like you you just can't put yourself into a situation to even have a good excuse or of where I saw, or like I was well intentioned but yeah. like there there's no room for that anymore and I think there has been over the course of time and. And I'm saying it's a good thing that it's that way now. Like, right. That's, they're, well, that's, they're, that's what I thought you were saying, too. But yeah. I'm glad we got that. 
We yeah, got, we got that out because I, I wanted to make sure. I just think you, there's been there have been a lot of justifications or right. Oh well, this well, is just been, the way it is. There or, have been listen, guys have been able to hide it for a long time. Right, and mm-hmm. and yeah, but now, we got we got camera phones now, and now it's that's it's not being hidden anymore. And women are feeling empowered now right. too. That's the other part that's of that the quote, part of it, yes. question. It's not just cameras. It's it's women are feeling empowered to say, look. This happened to me, too. I mean, that's the whole thing, right? That's where it came from. So here's my feeling about it is, I mean, uh, number one, first, I'm, I'm just shocked at what I'm seeing. I just really am surprised, you know? I mean, I, I know, I've known some guys that were scumbags, you know? I, but it just, it just surprises me to see it on where you see it. Anyway, that's the first part of it. And the second part of it is just, um, just this idea that, I mean, it, it, once the floodgates opened, you know, it was just, and I think that's a good thing. I think women ne- have needed a voice, uh, you know, on this soapbox, you know, and they mm-hmm. haven't had it. And I am heartbroken, uh, uh, I'm shocked, amazed, stunned, speechless at, at the amount of what I see, you know, out there. I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I feel dumb. I feel like maybe I was... Was I just so blind and naive? I'm, I'm sure I was. I probably was, you know, just like every other, you know, <laughs> middle-aged, a little more than middle-aged white guy, you know. I I probably am, you know, and, I, and I'm, but I'm wanting to be different in that. And I raised daughters and I, you know, I was all about girl power, I felt like, you know, and like you said, Chris, when I had girls, I became a feminist. And yet I know there are probably some things you know, just in me that I just, for sure, blinders that I that I didn't see certain things that were happening, and I and I wish that were different. But, but you guys now, so you can talk about this now. You guys are not only in it yourselves, but you're also raising kids, and you're bringing something to to the table that I, that we didn't, and and I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I want I want my girls to be super sweet and kind and nice. And also to be able to punch a guy in the throat if they have to. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, like, you know. Like, I don't know. I, you know, I think you can you can turn them away from guys and from, I don't know. I, I'm this, I guess this is where I'm, I'm kind of struggling or trying to find, you know, how to, how to do this. Is like, I don't want to make all men the enemy. Right. You know, and I don't want to make, uh, so, so yeah, I'm just trying to figure out that, sure. that tension between what's paranoia and what's healthy right. and all those sort of things. That's a, that's a conversation that we had last time too that I thought was really, really good um, just about how dads, just it's so important for them to be a part of their daughter's life. And I mean, girls are going to want to hang out with guys. Guys are going to want to hang out with girls. And for, for dads to just kind of fight off every guy, it's just going to kind of push them away from their yeah. daughter or yeah, that's that's a recipe for disaster i think <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and i think it's really important for um for got for men to be mentors you know for the dads of girls to be mentors so the guys that come into their daughter's life you want to be a part of that because oh, we yeah. ultimately want like like i i have you know a young daughter and you know that whole thought like of a guy coming to my house to like take my daughter on a date 
Like she needs at this point for my mental capacity, she needs to be like twenty five. <laughs> For me to be, have any type of like, she'll probably be younger than that. Yes, she will be. <laughs> is that the, when you took your wife on the first date? Yeah. Not even close. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, but but the, the reality. Come on, Joe, snap out of it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was. Gonna, but the reality is, is like, she, I, I want her to be with a good guy. Sure. It's yeah. not that like, oh, I can't believe like, you know. Like, I, I just can't imagine. Like, right now, I can't imagine any of her going on a date. But the reality is, is that's my desire for her. Right. To to find someone to be in a relationship with hmm. because that's ultimately where she's going to be at, at her best hmm. in a healthy relationship. We can all speak to that. We all know the power of of being in that marriage relationship, that healthy marriage relationship and what it can do and how, and, you know, I don't. There, there's not a man in this room who's going to say like, oh, no, like I'd be better. I'd be a better person single than I am like who I am with my wife or because of the impact my wife has had on my life. Like made, no one made no, you a better man. Yeah. Like right. made you and a man. and as you know, and as a young man, you know, you think you're so powerful, you know, and oh, I'm free when I'm single and. You know, I'm like young and strong and I have the whole world in front of me, you know, but it, but it's not, you never realize like your potential as a man or just as a human being, you know, until you're in that marriage relationship, mm. growing, being tested with someone else um, in a healthy environment. So like, that's my desire for my daughter. And so it's like, okay, how do I, how do I prepare her to find, you know, who that man will be for her. And that's, that's pouring into her with that awareness. And this kind of loops back around to where I was talking with the Me Too, with that awareness that has to start with her, who she is and what her value is. You know, even you know, I want her from a young age as she grows to, to have an awareness of who she is and what her value is so she doesn't, you know, start to feel pressured into situations or pressured into things um, by other people, and that's what you're seeing a lot um, uh, coming out in the news of, of these situations created by people to manipulate or take advantage of others. Um, you, you know, so that's where that starts with her is creating that awareness of her value and what she needs. You know, she doesn't need to be single and independent for the rest of her life. You know, no, no, just like Chris was saying, like, I, no, you don't need a man. I don't want her to need a man, but I want her to know that, like, that's that's a good thing to you be in a You don't want her to good... need a man, but you want her to be blessed by a man. Yes. You can accept that blessing mm-hmm. without... Yeah. I want her to, I want her to bless, okay. bless him yeah. all, all and the vice versa. In, all the ladies in the audience just rolled their eyes, <laughs> blessed by a man. By oh, man. my I'm, God. I'm saying, I'm saying the majority of people are going to get married. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, yeah. Just are, they just are. Someone so, who will so, be a blessing so to I your want, life. So I want uh, uh, yeah. whatever man ends up with my daughter to be a blessing to her. I want, mm-hmm. I want that right. to be a person that... Um, pours into her, makes yeah, her better, yeah, just, enhances right. her life. Yeah, just right. yeah. how does the Bible describe it? Like a, like a flower that's blossoming, or like a well watered vine. I think it mm-hmm. says. Yeah, uh, you know. So you so you want that. You want to encourage that, and you want to. You know. Well, I think one of the things you know that you guys are doing right now for your daughters, and that that is modeling the character of a good man. How else will your will your daughter know? Right. If she doesn't see it, right. We right? teach our specifically as as 
dads, I think we teach our kids what's the appropriate mm-hmm. way that people can treat you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and like in how we, you know, what's the appropriate way that, that, that you can be loved or that people can, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yes, I agree with you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and there's opportunities, too, for conversations to start really young. And I would encourage you guys, all of you, with your girls, if you're not already doing it, to, you know, make let her let your daughter feel that she can talk to you about anything, and then you <laughs> need to not freak out when some things come at you. You go, oh, I don't really want to hear this, you know. But you know what? If you establish that trust, and she comes to you and wants to talk, then you know, I just encourage you to be really open <laughs> to listen, and maybe just listen. And don't say much because sometimes you can't really process and talk at the same time at least that's how it is for me sometimes and a lot of times when I have and I can remember when I've had some of those really really good but really hard conversations with my daughters a lot of times the processing happened with my wife you know I was able to talk with her about some of what what was being shared so you know it all felt really connected and right but I just want to encourage you guys and none of you are I don't see any of you doing this but I uh, you know some guys just it's like they don't really know what to do with their daughters and so they're stiff and stand out you know I just encourage you to just jump in with both feet you know you're gonna love it (laughs) you're gonna love it with I mean you're gonna just be you already I already know you are loving it I all of you I know you are so I'm not telling you you don't know but Anyway, and if I could just add one more thing here, just because I feel like this is we have a kind of a unique perspective on this because um, Chip, your daughter and I dated at, for a long time and um, now we're married. Mm-hmm. And so those conversations, I imagine that you were just talking about having with your daughters, a lot of them probably came from from Megan, not understanding like mine and Megan's relationship at that time. and talking to you about that Mm -hmm. and I remember like one of the scariest moments of my uh, adolescent life was realizing that Megan told her dad everything (laughs) and I was like oh yeah uh, okay so when she when she would kind of relay some of the conversations she had with you I was like oh okay well all right I didn't I didn't know that we were having those conversations with your dad but um (laughs) but uh, now, now let me just stop right here and just interject. Let me fast forward to present day and just say that my very strong encouragement to both my daughters once they were married to husbands that we love and, you know, once they were, once that happened, when they began to ask me, I'd say, oh, that's the question you ask your husband about. And yes. they understood exactly what I was saying. And I understood exactly what they were wanting to say to me. But the appropriate thing is to say, that's a question that you need to ask your husband. And that was a transition that happened very, um, very consistently and at that, at that line. Right. Um, and I have definitely appreciated that because I feel like that, that those questions and those conversations have been, you know, to re- redirected me first. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, I was just going to say as a, as a, as a adolescent that, I mean, I have, I have great parents and I felt like I could have conversations with them. But being able to talk to you about some things that, you know, kids just, they just don't understand because they're kids. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really helpful for both Megan and I mm-hmm. at the same time and, and helpful for our relationship. Yeah, good. Well, it's good. It, yeah, we do have a unique perspective, I guess, in this little dynamic. Um, and I, you know, and I sure do appreciate that 
we've we've had that. I pre- appreciate that it works. I, I saw it work. That's why I feel like I can talk about parenting and kids and families and stuff. And I, I mean, I've always I've said so many times that I am no expert by far. I have I've completely messed it up, you know, along the way. And maybe that's why I really want to talk about, you know, what not to do as much as what to do. But I just, I appreciate all of you guys. I appreciate that you are, you all are in the thick of it. You know, I mean, you're just, uh, it's, ha- it's real for you. It's happening right now. So, and I see you guys doing so well with it. And, uh, and I, and I think you can offer with your own kind of li- real life experience. I think you're offering something too for others that are listening. So, I hope that's the case. And one, uh, I guess if I if I can just give kind of one tip that seems to work for me, uh, just to open lines of communication is don't wait for the, your kids to initiate it. Mm. So Good. like every um, every time I put my I still put my girls to bed, you know, and go up and pray and hang out with them for a little bit. But I always every time I go. Everybody good? Are there any questions you have about, like, anything going on in your life, anything you need to talk over? Just so, like, and sometimes you get ridiculous questions or, you know. Just because they want to stay up a little longer. Just stuff. But, you know, once in a while it'll turn into a profound moment where you get to kind of talk about something that's, that's, that's good and deep and, you know, those sort of things. So just, you know, that would be my encouragement is like, don't wait for them to always come to you, but even just have a safe space to talk about it or, or sure. open up those lines of communication for sure. Really good. And I would say, I echo that and also say it's good to uh, kind of establish something with your daughters, with your, well, with your kids, period, where you have that time with them one-on-one every day every evening every you know bedtime is a really good time i think for that they seem to want to talk a bit yeah it's quiet (laughs) i i've noticed that too i mean it's quiet sometimes it's you know the night lights on but it's just yeah it's just quiet still and it's safe it's comfortable right you know i think yeah dark dark it's you don't have to look at each other you know i mean it's true and i think there's something really good there so yeah be be ready be prepared and like Chris said, you don't even, you know, ask, you know, anything on your mind, you know, or what are you thinking about? You know, I think that's a good thing. So really good. Are you guys kind of doing that too, to a point? I know, Josh, you do bedtime with Riley and For sure. you guys yeah. have a thing. And how about you, Josh Graham? Do you got do you think? Yeah, we do. Uh, I feel like bedtime goes on forever, but uh, <laughs> yeah, everyone's so thirsty. <laughs> uh, by, we, the, by the time the last yeah. one's gotten the drink, then the first yeah, one, then we start go to the bathroom. Then we start over. Yeah, no, we definitely uh, we definitely uh, pray every night before bedtime, and um, I try to say things to my kids like, um, you know, you can tell your old dad anything, you know, <laughs> bad things, good things, anything that's on your mind, anything you're thinking. I'd be happy to talk to you about, um, happy to answer questions. Um, with, uh, my son, uh, who's in elementary school, um, we have a deal worked out where, uh, he's like figuring out which words are okay to use and which words are not okay to use. We have a deal worked out where he can ask me <laughs> any of those things. So for, for some reason, it's always like a bedtime. He's like, what about this one? Hey, has he ever shocked you? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's come up with some good ones. Where did up, you hear? He's come up with some real good, real good ones. Okay, well, but, that's good, man. But, you but know yeah, what? We, that, we do that every night, man. That is, Josh, that every is night. super. You you are beginning something. You're, you're beginning to build something with your son that is going to be so important mm-hmm. for him 
as he continues to grow and go into those teenage years. Mm-hmm. And I want to just keep doing what you're doing mm-hmm. because you've established something. You've said, look, you're not going to shock me. Mm-hmm. You know, you could talk to me about anything. And, yeah. you know, oh, yeah, try me. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And yeah. you, you've given him permission mm-hmm. to come to you and tell you anything. And as and now your job is just to keep that door wide open right. and be faithful to that yeah. to that permission mm-hmm. that you've granted and then and, and see if that doesn't become an incredible tool for you yeah. later in Josh you work with teenagers I mm-hmm. mean you work with teenagers all the time yeah. you get it you know that teenagers need to talk they sure. need to, and who better than be able to go talk to your mom or your dad about yeah. stuff you know yeah I, 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 I appreciate youth leaders and mm-hmm. people that are there for kids that's I'm not taking anything away from any of that, but because I know there are a lot of kids that just don't have anyone, and so all I'm saying is we're here, you know, for our kids. Yeah, it can feel silly, but I think you know when your kids are little and you're doing that stuff, um, you know, you're planting seeds. You know, you're just Mm -hmm. planting seeds in them, and you're and you're watering them as they go, so that you know that we you know when when things really do need to get talked about, you hope that you've built that environment where they can, you know, mm-hmm. where they feel safe and where they feel like, yeah, I can talk to my dad about this or I can, you know, ask my dad about this, even if it is uncomfortable or weird or bad even. Yeah. That's such an important thing. You're going to need it and be glad yeah. you have it <laughs> mm-hmm. no matter how big of a, uh, an opening or a doorway mm-hmm. it is, even if it's a little crawl space, you'll be happy for it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just flash me a smile <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. You know, yeah. Cause teenagers get real mood, you know, we, we all did. We all did too, you know, get real moody and quiet and weird and emo you know. So it's just what we do. You know, it's just human, human beings. But I think even in that time, you can expect it. But at the same time, if that, if you're working on the window, if you're working on that, that portal, that communication um, place, I mean, it, it'll stay there. It'll, it might get smaller, but it'll still be there. And then when they come out of it, it'll be as big as ever, and it'll be awesome. They'll be telling you all the stuff that they couldn't tell you before <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> well, there you have it. That'll wrap us up for this week. And I appreciate these guys. I appreciate their hearts. I appreciate that they're in the thick of it. <laughs> and, uh, and, they're, and we're getting real life play-by-play of, of what it's, what's going on in these, in these families, in these households, with their unique individual dynamics and challenges and all that goes with that. So I think this is an important discussion. How do we do a better job than we have done. And when I say we, I'm saying of myself and people my age and who have raised their children. How do we do this in a way that can set our children up for a better, just a a better society where we are, men and women caring for one another, being mindful of each other, respectful of each other? How do we do that? And I really do think that the, the answer really does start with our children as they're very young in these very formative shaping years. And what we speak to them, what we model for them, we mentioned in the conversation, how we're modeling men as we treat our wives, as we treat women, 
uh, our kids are watching that. They're watching women, how women respond to different situations. Our, our daughters are watching. Our sons are watching. And I do think it's important for us to be mindful of that. And I hope this has been encouraging. And then on a personal level, there's the whole parenting thing. Then on a personal level, how are we responding to this personally? Man, like Chris said, this is such a challenging thing in some ways. Um, fraught with all kinds of explosive language and hot button uh, issue trigger things for people. And, I, and I, I guess I want to be respectful and mindful of all of that too in our conversations. But as we think about our kids and raising them in this next generation, I just think I'm encouraged uh, with what I'm hearing from these young fathers and and I'm also looking forward to hearing from the, these young mothers that are going to be coming in to record as well. Uh, the mom episode. So I am looking forward to that. As you listen to the podcast, as you hear something that strikes you and hits you right, then I hope you will share it with your friends and rate the podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. And um, let us know how we can continue to make this podcast be a good resource for you as a parent and grandparent. Brittany will be back with me next week. She's finishing up her master's work, but I'm looking forward to having her cheerful voice back in the mix here too. So as always, if you have a question or comment, send us an email. Send me an email, chip, C-H-I-P, at chiprichter.com. And you can send Brittany an email, Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, at chiprichter.com. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what we can do to make this podcast a better resource for you. And we'll look forward to talking to you next week. See you later.